Beloved, you are about to listen to a message from Reverend Prince Lai. Reverend Prince Lai is the head pastor of Rescue World Chapel International and the lead evangelist of Christ the Healer Gospel Campaign. He has a dynamic teaching and healing ministry with miracles, signs and wonders that has affected and transformed many lives. And now, the voice of Jesus, precious name, can I hear an amen? Clap your two hands together for Jesus. Come on, do it better, do it better. Do it better, do it better. Hallelujah. Take back your seats in heavenly places as we hear the word of God and zoom in to prayer. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I can hear you. Are you in the house of God? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank God. So, we want to continue to deal with the subject as we, we deal with it and we pray, we want to continue to look at the finished work of Christ. And uh, tonight, we are looking, last week we finished with glory and honor. We were looking at some of the things that Jesus purchased for us through his blood. And so that we can demand for it, we can war for it, so that we, the children of God, can enjoy it. And if it is not happening in your life, then you have to do something about it. We said number one is righteousness. He made you righteous by taking the place of sin for you. We said number two is blessedness. That he took our curse and he made us a blessing. He took our curse and he became a blessing for us. Can I hear an amen? Then we also said that number three is heavenly kingdom citizenship. Heavenly kingdom citizenship. Heavenly kingdom citizenship. Hallelujah. Heavenly kingdom citizenship. That means that we are no longer from this earth. We are coming from heaven. We are no longer from this earth. We are coming from heaven. And uh, that means that the things that, that are defeating people on this earth, we can take our place of, of citizens of heaven in order for us to escape the things that are affecting the carnal people and the normal people so that they will begin to affect us. Can I hear an amen? Also, we said that we are supposed to enjoy good health. Everyone say good health. Oh, I can't hear you say good health. Good health. We are not supposed to carry any sickness on you. You are not supposed to suffer from any affliction. You are not supposed to suffer from any affliction. Or to carry any sickness from you. Can I hear an amen? You are not supposed to carry any sickness from you. You are not supposed to carry any affliction. Hallelujah. And if you find out that you are carrying any form of sickness. Or you are carrying any form of affliction. Make sure that you deal with it through scriptures. Amen. You deal with it through scriptures. You deal with it through scriptures. Amen. 
you deal with it through scriptures. And that is what you are supposed to do. If you don't, you don't take your scriptural position, your scriptural stand to, to, to fight and to pray with the word of God concerning your life, even though Jesus has died for you to receive one or two things, you will still lack them in your life because you don't know your place as a child of God. Can I hear an amen? So don't entertain sickness in your life. Number five is riches. It's riches. Riches. Second Corinthians 8 verse 9 also tells us that Jesus became poor so that we through his poverty will become rich. So you and I are supposed to enjoy riches. Somebody listening to me, if you are struggling, if you are struggling in your life uh, as a result of, of poverty, as a result of joblessness, uh, hardship, and all sort of things, you, you want to believe the Lord, you want to believe the Lord and, and, and lay hold on the scriptural demands that, that, that provides you with the opportunity to be rich. That provides you the opportunity to be rich so that you can become rich as Jesus has made you. Then we also said glory and honor. Glory and honor that the work of Jesus has delivered you from shame. It has delivered you from shame. It has delivered you from, from disgrace. And you are supposed to enjoy the goodness of God. Can I hear an amen? Or can I hear an amen? Lift up your right hand. And you want to pray one prayer, bowing down your head. And you are saying that, Father, all these things, all these things that I've just heard, that you died for me to receive, I receive them right now. I receive them. Any of them that I am lacking. I don't know which of them that you are lacking, but pray right now and receive them. Come on, pray and receive them. You know what you are lacking. Pray and receive them right now. Pray and receive them right now. I don't know what you are lacking. Pray and receive them right now. Pray and receive them right now. In Jesus' precious name, can I hear an amen? Oh, clap your two hands for the Lord. Do it better. Do it better. So now, if Jesus has died for, for us to be able to receive all these things, then how do we ensure that we are enforcing these benefits into our lives? That is what I call the enforcing the benefits of the finished work of Christ in your life. Enforcing it. Enforcing it. Making sure that it is happening for you. Can I hear an amen? Is it the fact that it is happening for someone does not mean it is happening for you. If it will happen for you, then you must do something about it. Otherwise, even though Jesus has died for you, it will not happen for you. There are many children of God today who are living at the mercy of the devil or the mercy of the world. They are being beaten, being battered, being frustrated, humiliated, suffering all manner of sicknesses. They are, they are living in abject poverty, in shame, in sinful addictions, in molestations of Satan, even though Christ has died for them. The Bible tells us in Ecclesiastes 10 verse 15, it says, The labor of fools varies them, for they do not even know how to go to the city. The labor of fools varies them, because they don't even know how to go to the city. 
In other words, they don't know how to enjoy what others are enjoying. I pray that whatever other believers are enjoying, may God cause you to also enjoy. Your amen is looking for a rich house card. That whatever you hear other believers testifying about, may God cause you to also testify about it. Your amen is allowed to do your own testimony this year. You will be weary, you will be tired of expecting and not receiving if you don't know how to receive that which Jesus died for you. So how do you receive all these blessings that we have spoken about and this benefit? Number one, number one, write it down. Make sure you are writing. Make sure you are writing. Number one is that consciously accept and receive Christ and his sacrificial work. Consciously accept and receive Christ and his sacrificial work. Consciously accept. That means that do it consciously. Not that you don't even know that you have accepted Christ and the work he has done for you. You have to be conscious about it. That means that believe in the lordship of Jesus and his vicarious death or his death for you. Else you will be disqualified from enjoying the benefit thereof. No one, nobody can enjoy the benefit of the death of Jesus if he has not first received Jesus as his Lord and Savior. So it means that everyone here, if you have not received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then you've got to do something about it. You have to be serious about it. That Charlie, am I just in church? Or I have really accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And I want you to help me ask someone by you that are you just in church or you have really accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Oh, are you sure you are asking someone? I can't, I can't see the movement at all. Are you surely in church? Or are you really, have you really accepted Jesus? What Jesus Christ did at you? And now say, oh, I tell them, keke. Hallelujah. John chapter 1, the verse number 11. The Bible said that he came to his own, but they did not receive him. Verse 12. But as many as received him, to them he gave the power or the right to become the children of God, even to those who believe in his name. So those who are children of God are not just those who come to church, but are those who have sincerely, consciously, and deliberately received Jesus as their Lord and Savior and believe in the work Jesus did for them. Amen. So believe in this gospel of the finished work of Christ that has brought you liberty if you will partake of it. Hebrews 4 verse 2. Believe in this gospel that I'm teaching. There are people who will not even benefit from what I'm teaching because they will find it difficult to accept it. That A, you mean that we cannot be sick. Hey, I know people are always sick. Yes. Once you don't believe that, you can live healthy and not suffer sickness. That Jesus has died for you so that your sickness will be healed. So that you will be in good health. Once you can accept it and you think that, oh, this and they have just been preaching it. You will not taste of it. You must believe it. Hebrews 4 verse 2. Let's read it. Everybody, let's read this gospel. Let's, let's read it. Everyone, one go.
again. For unto us was the gospel preached, as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that had it. Change the version and let's see if we'll get a better understanding. You see, this same thing that I'm teaching you, that because of the death of Jesus, you are not supposed to be poor. It has made certain people rich. And yet others are still poor, even though they are all children of God. It has made certain people very, very holy, righteous, spiritual, and others are still living in sin. They can't stop. This same gospel I'm preaching to you has made certain people free and they are favored, they are blessed. No curse in their family. You see, everybody's under the curse, but only them, they are different. Things that are happening to them, different. People can see that there is blessing in their life and they are testifying about it and I'm also teaching it to you. But as to whether you too you will benefit from it, depends on whether you accept it. Or you say that the oh, pastor, they are like preaching sweet things. Uh, every day Jesus has done this for us, but we don't see it in our pocket. If you see it in your pocket, you must first accept it. That it is real. And that you want it. Then it will begin to work for you. Let's read it in this version. I want to hear everyone read. One go. For we also have received the good news just as they did. That the message they had did not benefit them since they were not united with those who had it in faith. So some believed it. Others say we will not believe it. So those who did not believe it, they didn't enter into the Canaan land. They didn't enter. It was only the two who believed it, Caleb and Joshua. They were the only people who entered. Meanwhile, they are all children of God. They were all part when they received the gospel from Moses that God is carrying you to Canaan. But only two of them entered. I pray that you will be part of the few who are going to benefit from this gospel I'm teaching you. Oh, your amen can even show it. I said your amen can even show it. Clap your two hands together for the Lord. And say, I believe in the finished work of Christ. Say, because Jesus died for me. Say, I refuse to be poor. Say, I refuse to be under a curse. Say, I refuse to be under the shock of, of sin, the yoke of sin. Say, I refuse to be under the yoke of sin. I can't hear you. Say, I refuse to be under a curse. Say, I refuse to be poor. Say, because of the work of Jesus, I am blessed. Say I am favored. Say I am rich. Say I am I am living in good health. Say I will not be admitted at the hospital. I am the healed of the Lord. Beginning from today. Amen. Clap your two hands for the Lord. Number two. How will you benefit it? Aside believing in the Lordship and the gospel, how will you be able to enforce it in your life. Number two, maintain your high righteous stand with God or maintain your righteous stand with God. That means that now that you have heard the gospel, that Jesus became a sinner or sin so that you become righteous and you are supposed to enjoy the good health, the financial prosperity and all those things, 
Decide that now that you are born again and you are a child of God, you are going to maintain a righteous stand with God. That means that, you see, that means that it's like, it's like, it's like you have bat your child. When you, you, you bat your child, what do you expect your child to do? You expect your child to keep the neatness that you have what brought him or her into, isn't it? You see your child dirty around, you pick your child, bat your child, then you tell your child, don't go and dirty yourself again. True or not true? Else he's going to lose everything that he has got, all the good sense, every niceness that he's having. He's going to lose it because he's gone back into the mud. Now, the same thing applies to us as believers. When you become born again, you have been brought into righteousness. And all the blessings that I'm talking about, but for you to be able to enforce it in your life, you must maintain your righteous stand with God. Don't lose it. Tell somebody, don't lose it. Tell somebody, don't lose it. Don't go back into sin. Tell him, don't go back into sin. You see, don't go back into what God has brought you out of. God held your hands and brought you out of the world. And some of you want to go back into the world. God saved you from an unholy relationship. You want to go back into it. God saved you from a life of sin and addiction. You have started doing the same thing that you used to do. I I, I get it. You started watching the same thing you must not watch. You started going to the same places. Meanwhile, you were brought out of there and washed with the blood of Jesus. And yet, like the adage, the dog goes back to the vomit. Some of us have found ourselves back to our vomit. The things we said, we don't like. I'll do it again. Come back to it. Like the way sometimes the swine, when you buff a swine, see that the swine will, will, will go back into the mat. That is how some of us, that's how the Bible describes people who are living in sin. It's not me. No, don't say I'm insulting you. I'm not insulting you. I'm telling you what the Bible describes some of us who have been brought to Jesus and we go back. The Bible used two, two names to, to call them. He called them dogs and he called them swine. That means pigs. Pigs. Because it is the pig that, who, who did Jairino? Said they. Zomini the beer account of Jairino. Now man, one minute. You see, he will go back straight into the mud. And you see, when you see, have you seen a pig in the mud before? It's not like he walked gently so that he will not get, get you. Oh! It's as if his favorite like habitation. You see the pig rolling. Just say, what man I need to the or He has to be dark. Amen. And you see him enter. So he's looking black, then he's happy. And you see, some of us, Jesus, by his blood, has washed us. The blood of Jesus washed us. At the death of everything, Akasha, everything Jesus can do to bring you out of masturbation. Who did the Nigeria movie? Nigeria movie, yeah. And then, 
you are watching pornography again. Put the Nigeria movie kissing kissing. You are back. You are back to the same mat. You are back. <laughs> two or not two. It happens. You don't make up your mind. But who did it? Visitation, visitation. Visiting your, your beloved or your boyfriend. Or you are back to the same place you say you don't want to be. Meanwhile, Jesus has washed you. Came to where you said, oh, Lord, I surrender. You sang a nice hymn. One of the animals that you can choose, whether you like the dog or you like the swine, which one you like, you can just choose. You can just choose. But I pray that may God help you to maintain your righteous position. Can I hear an amen? Lift up your right hand and say, from today, I will try to maintain my righteous position. So that I will enjoy the benefits of redemption. How will you enjoy the things that he wants to come and enjoy? He brought you into the place you enjoy, then you ran out of the place and go somewhere else. You will not enjoy again. So a lot of children of God are in Christ, but the devil has succeeded in putting an incurable sickness on them. Hmm? Incurable. I heard of the story of a certain lady that through my ministry, I prayed for her. She, she was healed. Like, serious healing. Drastic one. Which was authenticated with doctor's report and everything. You know? But recently, I heard that that lady went for a test or something and the sickness is coming back. The doctors have, have seen it that it has come back to her system. Then someone gossiped it for me to hear. The person has not been able to come to me, but I know why it will come back. It will come back because she has gone into sin. Now she doesn't know God. She's sinning, seriously sinning out there. Rarely comes to church. Once in a while you see her face. So, if the sickness is coming back, I know why it will come back. And if she is to come to me and tell me that I went for a scan, they said the sickness has come back, I'll tell him why. Because when Jesus saves you and heals you, for you to maintain your healing, you must stay with him. But if you go back into sin, it gives the devil power to come back into your life. That one, Jesus can't do anything about it. He will steal it from you. He's the thief. When the enemy comes, he does three things. To steal, to kill, and to destroy. So, if you like, Jesus will make you rich. He will bring you a slave queen that will make you poor. Like, it's simple. It's simple. You can say that, uh, uh, oh, uh, you know, uh, I, I, I'm the, whatever you really say, Jesus has, has died for me, and I'm the prosperous, I can't be poor. You can't be poor on somebody's bed. Ah, you'll be poor. You'll be poor. <laughs> because you are not maintaining your righteous stand with God. Can I hear an amen? Devil is a trickster. He will trick you to start sinning, then he will steal away the blessing, and he will bring back the curse. You see that there are people who are in church, they've been in Christ. Born again people. And still, you see that what is happening to their parents, the same thing happening to them. What is happening to their family members, what they are struggling, the same thing they are also struggling. And you wonder that, ah, and then when they say, why are you about the for all? It's not this one, he said that it's a new creation, so that his life must be different from the family, and it looks like the same curse 
It's still working. So I said, Jesus is not strong. Oh, Jesus is very strong. But the issue is that the person has gone back to the camp of sin. And once you enthrone sin, you enthrone Satan over your life. How did Satan rule over Adam? Just by sinning and eating that fruit. That was all. And he handed on. Jesus says that whoever you decide to obey, you become a slave to that person. So if you decide to obey sin, you become a slave to sin. So you have been delivered and you start listening to the person that say, You go, you go to him, and yes, you go to him. You just do last one, you just do last one, you just take it, you just take it. Then you start it. Once you start listening to the voice, you will go under the, the, the yoke of that sin again, and you'll be surprised that Jesus saved you. You'll be very, very surprised. Clap your two hands for the Lord. Maintain your stand. Tell someone, please maintain your righteous stand. Because there are certain things that righteousness just does for you. You don't even need to struggle. There are certain things that righteousness does for you. Romans 6, 14 is what I quoted. That sin will not have control over you. Understand that sin is a sinker. When you sin, it will sink you. Amen. Oh, amen. Sin is a what? A sinker. When you sin, it will sink you. Tell somebody, sin is a sinker. When you sin, it will sink you. When you enter into sin, it is when Jesus Christ delivers you, He takes you out of sin so that now you can rise. But the moment you take yourself back there, no matter the level you got to, it's just a matter of time. Hmm? If you like wine tissue, roll it out to become a big tool, and you one day just decide to open it and hold the edge and leave it, what will happen? It will roll. You let it be as big as what? Keep rolling. It will roll back to zero. That's how sin is. It's a sinker. It will take you deep and destroy. It will take you deep. So maintain your righteous stand. Don't let the devil lure you back to where Jesus brought you out of that darkness. Proverbs fourteen thirty four. It said, "Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin." Is a reproach to any people. Righteousness, eh? If you lift up, it exalts. Everybody say righteousness exalts. And sin brings down. Say sin brings down. That means that righteousness promotes and sin demotes. So um, sometime I said I said this that righteousness is like an elevator, it picks you up. Whereas sin or sinfulness is like an excavator. Eh? It, 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 it takes you down. Eh? It destroys you. It doesn't elevate you. It excavates the collapse buildings. Have you been through the Amazama Road recently? How many of you have journeyed through the Amazama Road recently? You see a very beautiful thing going on there. It is sad for those who belong to that. It's a beautiful thing happening on that road. Buildings that have, have been collapsed. You see story building companies Three story, four story, and then they divided it into two and collapsed half because they have entered into the road. They are going to use that place for road. And they built inside the, the road so many years ago. And now the government says, I need my land. And it's a chamber and horn, you're a horn, you're a chamber. 
like Esri, who do hobo, a diaper, a chump, a pepper, a pepper, a pepper, a Righteousness can make can make people like you. It gives you favor in the spirit. I'm telling you, you will not know why good things are happening to you. And when you start walking in sin, you will not know why evil things now start happening to you. You will not understand. Because the Bible says that righteousness exhorts a people, but sin brings down a people. That is why when, when I discover that maybe people are in the church, I become worried. Because this scripture is what the devil will use to fight the church. Did, did you get it? Once the people in the church are sinning, this scripture comes into play. That righteousness builds the church and sin will bring down the church. See that the church will be doing well until certain people are sinning. See that, that things are going down. Then when I go into a fast, then God will open my eyes and say, hey, some people are sinning. Then I'll come and come and do cleaning again. That's how it has been for some years. You see? So, sin is a very, very important subject if we want to enjoy the things that Jesus died for us. To enjoy. Otherwise, Satan will take advantage of us. Now, look at what righteousness can do for you. Psalm 5, verse 12. The Bible says, For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous with favor. You will surround him as with a shield. God will do what? He will bless the sinner. Come on, read with me. Let, let's all read. I want you to, to, to catch it. This one, it didn't say you pray and God will bless you. Your position alone will make you a blessing. Read it one go. It says, For thou, Lord, will bless them. You will bless them. So if God will bless you, you must be there. Who will the Lord bless? There. So the devil's assignment is to deceive you to enter into a sin so that you yourself will bring the curse of God on you. So even though Jesus had died 2,000 years ago, you are still struggling with one curse in your father's house. Meanwhile, he took away your curse. He himself said, Galatians 3.13, he said, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. The main curse having become a curse for us so that every one of us will enjoy the blessings of Abraham. Oh, wow. Meanwhile, still people are under curses. The devil can still curse us and it happens. Throw sickness on us and then it comes. If you see that the devil is able to do a lot of evil to you, Check your life. It could be that you are not really standing in holiness. Because once you are standing in holiness, the devil has less authority over you. That's what the Bible said that submit to God and resist the devil. What, what, what does it mean? That means that for you to say out for the devil to obey you, you've got to first be obeying God. If you don't, if you don't obey your master, the one under you will also not obey you. <laughs> Are you hearing me? If you are not obeying your boss, your, if your junior brothers or sisters realize that you don't respect your mother or father, very, very soon they will not respect you. Oh, they will do the same thing to you. And the Bible says that if you will be able to resist the devil and say, devil, get out of my house. I'm going to get married. The Lord will bless me. I'll have my own children. If you will be able to pray for the devil to run out of your life, then you have to first pitch a camp by obeying God. That is righteousness. See, and that is why the devil is not interested in a lot of things. Oh, he's just interested in making you sin. That that's all. That is his number one assignment. 
Because you know that if he makes you sin, every other scripture will come against you. He knows it. That's his man. He came to the garden. He wanted to take everything God gave to Adam. He didn't do plenty things. He just made Adam sin. One And he achieved it. Today we are still suffering from it. He achieved it. He achieved it. The other day when, when um, in Numbers chapter 23, when you go home, take your time to read Numbers 23, 24, you can start from Numbers 21. You will see that the children of Israel, they grew so mighty that the king of the Moabites became concerned that Italy, the way these people have been blessed and they have grown plenty, one day they will join our enemies and fight against us. Oh, let us make sure that we, we defeat them, we finish them, so that they will get finished on the land. Then he went to call one old prophet who was a priest in those days called Balaam. He said, come and curse these people. And Balaam came, raised an altar, burned sacrifices, and started trying to curse the children of God. But when he lifted up his voice, God said, no, you cannot curse those that I have blessed. He tried this seven times. Ritual. He, he, he will go do, do the ritual, sacrifice animals, and then he will lift up his voice. When he lift up his voice, then God will turn his mouth. Then he told the enemy that Charlie, these people, they are blessed. And no one can curse. You, you, you can. I declare that may no one be able to curse you. Come on, your amen can be a better one. I said, may no curse work against you in this African country. You see? But when Balaam, um, Balaam failed and he was about living, then he took the hands of the king and he told the king aside about, you know what? Let me tell you a secret. These people, I know they are God. In fact, I work for their God. I'm just here because of money. But let me show you a secret. They are, they are God. What he doesn't like is what I'm going to show you. If you can make them do it, their God himself will kill them for you. And you will not have to kill them. Then the king said, really? What is that? Then he said, listen, let your young ladies go and sleep with their men. And when they sleep with them, let them also lead them to worship their idols. These two things will bring the curse of God. And he will kill them for you. And the king took the advice. Went and announced to the town people. And they started releasing their hot girls. And they entered into the Jews. The, the Jew comes. And they started sleeping. And the Jew gentlemen thought they've gotten free scholarship. They were having fun. Oh, more about the by the time they realized the anger of God had come, the earth started opening. In one day, the earth opened. Over 2,000 people buried. In one day, God instructed everybody, pull your sword. They pulled their sword and they started killing one another because of fornication. So, what the curse couldn't do, the fornication did it. Do you get the tactics? Hello, do you get the tactics of the devil? So tell you, be careful when certain opportunities appear to you because your promotion is around the corner but the devil intentionally brings you something for you to steal it in the office. For you to take it. Something that doesn't belong to you. Some change that doesn't belong to you. Something that you are not supposed to touch. And then the devil will set you up. And then when you do it, then he will stand on it in the spirit and kick away your promotion. And you don't understand God have prayed, ah, Yashem in common boom. What did you do around those times? Say, God have mercy. I'm trying to make you understand why Jesus has died for long and still 
certain Christians are not seeing the promise. Because when you come and you are serving God, it's a good thing. But there are rules. You must maintain your stand. Otherwise, the devil can finish you. May God show us mercy. Oh, your amen looks like a sad person. He says that the Lord shall bless what? The righteous. When he blesses the righteous, what will he do for him? Go back to that scripture. Go back to that scripture. Psalm 5, verse 12. The Lord shall bless the righteous and he will surround him with favor. With favor will thou compass him like a shield. So, when God blesses the righteous person, he gives him favor 360 degrees. That means you pass here, favor. You pass here, favor. You pass here, favor. You turn here, favor. And not because you prayed. And not because you fasted. And not because you bribed your way. But because there is something working for you. For example, Joseph. He refused to sleep with the woman who offered herself for free. And favor surrounded him. Even in the prison, he found favor. Before Pharaoh, the day Pharaoh saw him, that day, no election, no discussion, no delegate, no appointment, nothing. That day, he became the prime minister. He was ruling Egypt. Pharaoh told him that by your word, Egypt will be ruled. Only by blood am I the king, and you are not. But practically on the ground, you are going to chop the kingship. How did he get it? By righteousness. The favor just came. He didn't have to fast and oh no, favor me. Ah, hey, favor me. Don't you realize that when you fast 40 days and 40 nights, that is when the certain cheap sin come. Haven't you realized it? That some of you, after travel, certain boys appear. <laughs> after your 40 days fasting and prayer, a certain lady somewhere you used to say hello to, she doesn't mind you. After 40 days fasting and prayer, she rather say you hello. The devil has sent him. And you to big head. You are happy. <laughs> He's coming to Samsonize you. Like Samson. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> say mercy Lord. Psalm 112 verse 1. We are going to pray. Psalm 112 verse 1. You see, I want you to understand that through righteousness you can find yourself enjoying that blessing, okay? Find yourself enjoying that blessing. Look at my last scripture. Are you there? Psalm 112 verse 1. Open it. Let's read it together. Please, change the version for me. I, I, I want you to have understanding so that the devil will not cheat you. Just change it for me. We are going to read it. So just stop writing, typing, everything. Just look on the screen and read it. One go. He said what? Hallelujah. Happy is the man who fears the Lord. Taking great delight in his commandment. Go on. His descendants will be powerful in the land. Are you reading this is a blessing that even goes to your children. <laughs> Go on. The generation of the upright. Do you know an upright person? 
fully righteous. Obia na crying tenet on the meaning. Nasifo and no numbo nasifo. Just that whatever you are doing, Udiaba I ever come ma ever come as if Abrabona Obono. Now we are now just having fun. Obia, you are just having fun. Ever come on my camera. So move a prayer if you are aware. Some of you are suffering because of the 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 the, the behaviors of your parents. Yes, some of us we are going through a lot of things because of who our mother was or who our father was or who our grand something was. Because this scripture is speaking, is that your generation was for your generation, not just you. Let's read the generation like I said. The generation, oh, some people are not reading, they don't like what I'm talking about tonight. One go. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Would they pray to be blessed? So, listen, there are certain people who are enjoying certain blessings today, not because of them. It's because of who their forefather was. But as we enjoy the baby, nothing but something because he may have a praying mother, he may be having a praying grandfather or a praying grandmother. Some of you are still in church because of some of your grandmother people who used to love God. <laughs> That's the only thing that is keeping you alive. Because some of us, you know, we've been wiped away. So you to what you are doing will affect your children. That's how it is. So the generation of the upright will be blessed. Now go to the next. Go to the third. Wealth and riches. Just say, Ahunya Dia. Ahunya Dia involves in Sassi properties, numa uh, companies, cars. Ahunya Dia. Wealth and riches, Sika, are in his house. And his righteousness will abide forever. All this for a man who will live a righteous life towards God. Not only you will be rich, your generation they will be powerful. I pray for everyone here that may your generation be the powerful people in the land of Ghana. May your generation have a voice in your family. Hey, Mr. Sosu and Sue, Nina, what did you do? That is what we are talking about. It's a wealth and riches. So, there are certain blessings that you get just by maintaining your righteous stand. Do you, do you get it? And there are, and these blessings will elude anybody who is walking in sin. Listen, the easiest way to understand the Bible is that when you read the four, read the against. That's the easiest way to interpret the Bible. So, when you read, when you do this, I will give you this. Then, turn it the other way around. When you don't do this, I will not give you this. So he says that blessed is the righteous. For he, his generation, his children shall be the powerful people on the earth. His generation, they shall occupy the land. They shall be rich. They shall, they shall have a wealth and prosperity. They shall abide in their house. And all that. He said all those things. That means that test is the one who lives anyhow. Who lives an ungodly life. For not just him. His generation will be the nobodies on the land. That's the opposite of this scripture. His generation will be the nobodies on the land. And poverty and nothingness is what will be found among them. 
in their house. Just turn this thing around. And their wickedness will continue forever. So you see that this man, his father used to be an armed robber. He was an armed robber. His, ma- his, his father used to be a drunkard. We know him in the he too, he has grown to be a drunkard. Like, I want to talk so. This is the scripture that is working. Maintain your place. I said what? Maintain your place. Jesus has already done the work with Jaro. With Jaro, that uncast Jaro, you can't make yourself righteous. Do you understand? He has already done it for you on the cross. He became sin so that you be righteous. All you need to do is to start following him and stop going back to the mat. That's all. That's all. That's all. Do you understand? May you become great. May your children become greater. May you walk in this blessings. Clap your two hands together for Jesus. Rise up to your feet. We are going to pray. There are other things that I will share with you, but we don't have the time for today. So I want us to pray. I want us to pray. At least you have learned two things. I want us to pray. I want us to Beloved, thank you for listening to this message by Reverend Prince Lai. If you have been blessed by this message and have not surrendered your life to Jesus Christ, kindly say this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you died that I may live. Please forgive me and wash me with your blood. I believe I am a child of God. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. If you have said this prayer, know that your sins have been forgiven and you are now a new creation. We invite you to worship with us on Sundays at Odoko, Adjacent Best Point Savings and Loan, Odoko Market. For more information, please call 0543 248. 982 or 0241-372-895. God richly bless you.